Blog Talk Radio. Talk. I'm your host, Janice Tunnell, for today, Sunday, April 7th. Welcome to the show. We'd like to remind you guys, if you have a call-in, um, if you want to call in with a question or um, a comment, give us a call at 914-803-4399. Again, that number is 914-803-4399. And we're going to um, forego the beauty news um, tonight so that we can get our guests on and off a little earlier, and we'll do the beauty news at the end of the show. Um, But in the meantime, we just have a quick um, commercial break that we wanted to play. Beauty Talk Radio, hosted by your favorite twin celebrity makeup artists, Janice and Denise Tunnell, is celebrating 10 years, and we simply want to say thank you to all of our guests, our sponsors, and supporters who have taken the journey with us. Because of your support, we've been able to bring you conversations, beauty and skincare tips from the industry's finest, and so many more. Sam Fine, Australian makeup artist Ray Morris, James Vincent, V. Neal, Nigeria's own Lola Maja, Kevin James Bennett, Rocky Cosetti, Marietta Carter Narcisse, Tim Bukharin, Mickey Taylor, formerly of Essence Magazine, A.J. Crimson, Michael DeVellis, Suzanne Patterson, Larry Sims, Denisa Myricks, Melissa Street, Michael Key of Makeup Artist Magazine, Camille Friend Rochard, Naja Riquette, Bernadette Thompson, and so many more. We're celebrating 10 years, and we're so excited about what's to come for Beauty Talk Radio. Millions listen live and via iTunes downloads from around the world. So we have to say thank you to our listeners in the U.S., of course, the U.K., Australia, Ghana, Russia, South Africa, Uganda. Uganda, Brazil, South Korea, Ireland, Canada, Sweden, the Bahamas, and so many other parts of the world. Are you following us on social media? We're on Instagram at beauty underscore talk underscore media. We're also on Twitter at beauty underscore talk. And we can't forget about Facebook, beauty talk online. We're celebrating 10 years. We're excited about where we're going, and we know you are too. All right, we are back, and again, thank you uh, for tuning in. We just want to shout out um, our listeners around the world. We want to thank our listeners who are listening live tonight, and for those of you who will catch this show on the playback, thank you so much for tuning in. We want to say hello to our listeners in the U.K., those who are in Ireland and Sweden and the Bahamas and um, all over the Caribbean, those all over Asia, here in Atlanta, In the DMV area in L.A., we thank you guys for tuning in um, each and every Sunday night. On the line uh, with me tonight is my sister Denise, and we also have our guest of the night, film and TV hairstylist and educator, Ms. Nikki Bell. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you. Thank you. We are glad to have you. We know we're not going to keep you long tonight, so we just want to jump straight into tonight's conversation um, let's start off by you just introducing yourself to our listening audience and just telling everyone um, how you uh, became a hairstylist and what inspired you to become a hairstylist. Okay. Hello, everybody, and thank you guys for having me on the show. Um, I'm Nikki Bell, TV film hairstylist now. Um, what inspired me to be a hairstylist? I've been doing hair pretty much since I was like 10, 11, and you'll play with it and do it. 
And then as I got into high school, I started playing with it and getting paid for it. So once I started seeing that I could get money to do hair, I said, okay, this might I might be on to something. So I did my friends, did my friends from high school, different uh, classmates and stuff from high school. And then my mother, she went to school for cosmetology. So seeing her go through it and become a cosmetologist, it made me realize that this is something I could do. But I had a father that did not want me to take that serious. <laughs> so I just thought <laughs> it was a, a hobby. <laughs> so I I thought I was going to school to be a lawyer. And then I, in turn, started working in the salon right out of high school and then just went to school and got my cosmetology license. Um, the passion is mm-hmm. that it, it was what was in me. It was my mm-hmm. freedom place, my place of when I got creative and styling and doing and trying out different colors or trying to mix a color down to where the colors wasn't on the shelf anymore. I went to fabric color dyes, and then I just started just getting real creative with it. And then being in that creative zone and creative space, it just made me have more and more of a love for what I could do in hair and how far I can go with it because it had no limit for me, and especially being so mm-hmm. young. It really made me feel like I can go anywhere with this. Nice. Now, you're from New York originally, correct? Yes, I'm from Rochester, New York. Um, So that's where I'm from, and I now reside in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been there for 14 years um, as a TV and film hairstylist. I got into TV and film once I got into Atlanta. I freelanced for about three years before I transitioned into the TV and film side of things. Um, I would freelance and do... Um, like photo shoots, I would do um, some red carpet stuff and the reality TV show that was the reality TV show, you know, 15 years ago, not what we have now. <laughs> uh, right. That for a while. <laughs> and then landed a job with Gospel Music Channel and worked on their station, their network, um, for three years and then decided this is something I really do want to do is stay more in the TV and film of it because it was such a difference um, and such a new introduction to me as a hairstylist too. So, yeah, that's my time. You know, Nikki, Nikki, I'm glad you mentioned some of that, um, you know, of some of the things that you did before you started really doing what you're doing now because it's important for people to hear that, you know, you kind of have to touch all aspects of the industry, you know, to get to get your experience to be where you want to be. Like it, like nothing is, um, I think like everything is, is important. Um, everything is kind of like laying the foundation for, so if, you know, if you want to be in film and TV, even though you may, um, as a hairstylist, you may work in the salon, that's still important for becoming a film and TV hairstylist. Even doing red carpets, that's still important for becoming a TV and film hairstylist. So for those people who think, oh, I just need film and TV experience, that's not true. I think you can get any type of experience to make yourself a better um, stylist no matter what area you want to be in. Oh, yeah, you definitely need the more experience, the better, and you need it prior to you get into that TV and film industry because when you get in that atmosphere, it's totally different from the salon. It's totally different from if you did music videos or if you did photo shoots, whatever your arena was and in, in to you prior to, that's a whole different arena once you get in there because that atmosphere, it requires different things and it requires a level of a variety of experiences that you've been through to pull it together to create this one, even if it's just one look. So you definitely right. need to experience as much as you can to bring it together before you can be successful in TV and film on that side of it. And not not just that, but nowadays, because there's reality TV and because there's like YouTube and Instagram and you have all, you know, you have these influencers now, it's important to be able to do a little bit of everything because now actors on television shows and on movies are coming from everywhere. They're not just your typical actors of, you know, what we're used to seeing, the people that we're used to seeing. Now you have beauty influencers or different influencers from Instagram who are getting hired to be on some of these shows. Exactly. And so, so yeah. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. So I was going to say, exactly with that being said, that when you have, um, when you have somebody that's coming from a YouTube um, that's self-taught in 
they've come into this world and they're styling and doing hair. And then if they've been taking care of that person that may be coming on and they're not an actor or actress, so they wasn't raised up in this industry, they don't understand the flow of it or how it goes, they know what they know. They know what they've been taught. They know their process and how it goes. And they don't understand what you may style and you don't have a foundation for that, it may not work. Even if they're even if their stylist who may be a self-taught and they give them a bone straight hairdo, just simple. It sounds simple, but when you're going on TV and you got a bone straight hairdo that's glossy and just oily, it looks and reads oily on TV. So you got to know how to create a bone straight. If it's a weave or if it's your natural hair, you got to know how to create that bone straight hairstyle and let it have some movement and not be flat to the head and still have some height and look as good as it would when they step out your chair, whether it be at your salon or if it be to go in front of the camera. So you got to know how to get that that level and balance of a difference when a lot of people that's coming from home, they don't know that. And then even when you got the client that's sitting in your chair, the actor or actress sitting in your chair, and they come from that saying, you know, underneath that same umbrella, and they don't know it's a difference. So a lot of mm-hmm. times, especially now, you're talking people through your work and you're in your conversation as you're having the conversation because you got to almost let them know, trust me, I know what I'm doing, especially if they're coming from somebody that's been doing things one type of way. It's like, let me show you this. And when they see the end results, it's like, oh, okay, I can see where that can go. So that's one thing I express to anybody who is a self-taught, get you a foundation of education and get you a variety right. of it and stay to education because everybody can teach everybody. And you need to continue right. to always learn because every hair is different. And that's how you mm-hmm. should treat such hair is a different head and, stop, and not do the same continuous hairstyle to the same person over and over again when it doesn't work for that person. It might work for this one that just left your chair, but it might not work for the one who's coming in behind you. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Nikki, what are, some, what are some of the things that you've learned from your mother as a stylist? Um, from my mother, one of the things I've learned from her is how to lock in some curls. Um, my mother, she has <laughs> the, the uh, right. <laughs> That's something that a lot of stylists don't do, and I'm, I'm looking at that and I'm seeing that people, they can curl and style and get a, a nice style, but the curls do not last. So if you don't know how right. to use Marcel iron from start to lock a curl in, then your hairstyle will have you working harder on set to maintain it and keeping looking with the continuity of it being consistent. And that's one of the things I learned early on and not knowing because I was so young learning how to use a Marcel, I had to learn how to lock that curl in with a Marcel iron. So with me learning that alone from my mother, just having those Marcells around me, that's something that I have forever. I'll be able to, I'll know how to curl a hair, curl hair, even if it's with paper, you know? Right. (laughs) Some water, roll that paper up, but I know how to make sure I'm locking that curl in so it sets and it's in there. So that's one of the things that I've learned that is really valuable is how to lock and set a curl in hair. And no matter what type of hair. So what, um, what, what type of tool makes the best curl? The Marcel's? a regular curling iron, or a flat iron, because you have those stylists who like to use flat irons to, uh, <laughs> to curl hair. Um, I am going to stick with my Marcel. Even though I don't use my Marcel anymore um, as mm-hmm. much, especially because I'm in a in a trailer on a TV and film, but you that way with the technology we have, you get your nano titanium iron, something that has some nice, good, even heat to still protect the hair, but it still gives you that heat to lock the curl in. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even for the ones who like to use and curl with the flat iron, that's fine, but you got to know where your curl needs to end up at. Because the curl mm-hmm. of the flat iron goes a different curl from a flat iron, from a for curl iron, excuse me. It's going to give you a different curl. So you got to know where you're right. taking that curl with your flat iron, where you're trying to go, where you're trying to, what, what's your end result of it. Because you can definitely curl a full head of hair with a flat iron. That you can do. How long you want it to last, that's up to you how much time and how you put it and you roll it and everything. That's you, you knowing how to use your tool. So for me, right. you can get them ourselves all day. But some people, that's all they learn with was with a flat iron. So that's what they know. Right. So, right. And that's another, That's one thing I've always tell people, um, you know, coming into this industry is to 
make sure you have a, a variety of sizes of curling irons and flat irons because you don't want to bring in what you just know how to do. Because if you only know how to curl hair right. with flat irons, you need to learn how to curl hair with curling iron. Right. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. Do you feel like that's one of the things that our uh, hairstylists are missing, those basic tips like that? Do you think that's what some um, of the artists out here, especially on film and TV, do you think some of them are missing some of those basics? Absolutely. I absolutely think that, um, especially because of where we're at right now, just in social media, you know, in media as a self, like you got YouTube where you can go on, you can see somebody show you that they may have mastered how to, say, for instance, how to curl with the flat iron. And you may have somebody that's new in school coming in behind them to, okay, let me learn how to curl a flat iron. In, in school, in cosmetology school, you don't have a flat iron in your kit, period, of what they provide for you to learn how to do. So people need to have that basic because that basic is what you need as your foundation no matter where you're going and what you're doing and how you create it, because as long as you have that base, basics, you can grow from there. That's your foundation. Because if you know how to lock a curl in, then you know how to take that flat iron and lock that curl in too. So we are definitely missing that um, as hairstylists. Um, because it's a beauty industry and beauty is so relevant right now and everybody wants a certain look. They want to look like this person, like that person. They want to have it. And nobody thinks about the foundation of it, how it's created, and how to keep it established. So nobody wants to go back to the basics of the ABCs, and you need that. It's not old school. It's not played out. It's never going to change because it's what you need. You can, they can, you can never change up how you put a relaxer on somebody here. You know, a relaxer got to be put on, shampooed out with neutralizer, and you got to condition it afterwards. You miss, if you miss one of those three steps, you create a problem. I don't care how you change right. the product up what you do with it, but that's the basis of it, of how you do it and how it's applied. So we definitely do miss, we are missing a lot of the basics in our younger and our new generation that's coming up right now in the beauty industry. And that's across the board, you know, even with just hair and makeup and fashion too. So some people, yeah, yeah, I'm a one that you stick to the basics. We're going to go past it because there's so many avenues to grow with it. But you got to have mm-hmm. that basic foundation. You have to have it. That's a must. With that being said, what do you think makes a great hairstylist? What makes a great hairstylist? I would say a variety of experiences um, that you could bring together to create whatever it may be, whatever situation you may be in. Because if you don't have those experiences underneath your belt, then you're limited. And when you're limited, you can't you can't be as great as even if you want to be. Because if you learn how to just do one hairstyle and it looks so good, but if you, for instance, in our job, you got to do five or ten different hairstyles in the same day, in that same moment of a couple of hours, then if you can't take yourself to a variety and know how to get there and finish, then that's, then you're limited. So a great hairstylist to me is somebody who has a lot of experience underneath their belt, like we said in the beginning of the conversations, that you got to go through so many different avenues. you got to, you know, do all these different things, try them out to see and to know, because that's what builds up your experience. That's going to help you to become and to continue to grow and stay as a great hairstylist. And as a great hairstylist, you got to be a listener. you got to be willing mm-hmm. to learn, willing to listen, to what someone's telling you and saying to you. You got to be willing to take advice. You got to be willing to hear it. And you got to be right. willing to act on it. You know, you got to follow through with it. Because for me, when somebody is telling me something, I hear it. I stop, I listen. I've learned to listen. And that's something that a lot of people don't do, but that's one quality that I had to learn to do was stop and listen. And once I listen, I need. I had to figure out where do I go from listening. So a great hairstylist is somebody who listens, even if you got to listen to your clients. you got to hear when your clients are telling you something's going on with their hair. My hair is breaking. They say my hair is breaking, but then they live in a stressful life. So you got to be able to hear well, how do we move forward in making sure your hair stands on top of your head. So right. that, I think great hairstylist is, you know, a listening tool and some experience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
And education is so key, man. Education, I can't stress that enough. Education, 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 because it's something you need. And because of right now, it's so much, like so many products. Products alone is so many products out here right now. So if you're going to use the product, at least educate yourself on the product. Something even just that simple. Pick it up, read it, see what's in it, see what the ingredients is, see what it even say it do. So, you know, education, I tell everybody, education is key. You have to get you some education. You're going to be a great hairstylist. Make sure you have you some education and continue education. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you do for for continued education? And then share a little bit about um, some of the classes that you want to um, do and something that you have coming up as well. Okay. Me for continual education, I go, I do a variety. I um, Because I've been into wigs heavily over the last couple of years, I've been doing some wig training. Um, I've been going out to Maryland with a friend of mine who initially got me into even just the material of the different laces. So with her, I've been, she's no longer in it, but I've been picking her brain just to give me what it is that she got for what she know from the era that she worked and did wigs and the hair quality and how to tie knots and everything when ventilating. Um, I've been out to Houston and taking some non-surgical hair replacement classes just because I just want to see how does that work. I know I don't want to service clients anymore. I don't want to do that because it's a process, but I at least want to see what it looks like, how does it work, and see where it's going and what it's about. Um, I definitely go to the hair shows. I will attend the hair shows. I was actually trying to attend the Bronner Brothers because I haven't been in years, and I'm trying to open myself up to that education and that side of education because they had got away from education, and it had just become selling products and stuff, and I wanted to go somewhere and just get education. So I do the IBS shows. I definitely do those and get some education. And I do a lot of the online, um, the salon, um, what is it? In salon, they do a lot of free, F-R-E-E, free classes online where you can just log in online and attend some of their coloring classes, listen to it um, in their web classes. And also, I can't think of the name of it right now, but they do a lot of free web series that's um, with education, so in style. So I'll always just hop on those as well. Just just to get whatever I can get in whatever moment I'm in. If I have the free time, I'll take it. I'll look it up. I'll right. take it, and I'll just up into it because, especially for us in our industry, we're always busy, so we don't always get to go at the time we want to. But when you get a right. free moment, just find find you a free moment. If it's nothing but 15, 20 minutes of the class, log into that 15, 20 minutes because stuff is always changing. People are always changing. And they're always doing that. So with myself, I know education is so important to me, so I decided to start giving it back, giving back, which is the foundation of education, of you learning how what it takes and what it is if you want to transition and become a TV and film hairstylist. And with that, I was it was heavy to me and close to my heart because when I came into the union, I didn't have any training. I didn't have any classes um, to attend that were actually was geared towards a hairstylist. I went to Crystal Wright's, um, her seminar, which gave me as much information as it could to get into the industry and what it looked look like. So she gave me the best visual of what it looked like going into a TV and film production set because it's totally different. And if you say, I want to do TV and film, I want to do celebrities hair, you don't know what you're saying. You don't know what, you, what that looks like. So once you get into that side of it, it's a totally different world. So with the classes I'm teaching is giving people exposure to it to give them a scenario of what it looks like, giving them a hands-on of how do you come in and you read a call sheet and how do you know who you're styling and what you're doing in this call sheet. If you're coming in even to do background, you're going to come in and you're going to know, be prepared when you get your call sheet of what you need to do and what you may need to bring if it's anything additional to your kit for you to come in and be prepared to show up so you can get knock this job out, do this job, do a great job, and get your next job. So you can continue getting a job, and it shows that you can come in and you're ready. You're beyond just set ready. You're ready to show them, okay, you can give me a little bit more responsibility. I can handle it because I came more prepared than I would have if I had not taken a class of what's the ABCs of hairstyling and TV and film. And that's what the name of the class is because it do give you that foundation of the ABCs of it, 
of what it is and what it takes because starting off in TV and film, even in the background, it's not a one-two step. So it's a two- to three-day boot camp um, class that we give you. And, I mean, it teaches you a lot, a lot of insight on some things that you would have never learned if you don't attend a class or such because even when you're in it, you're still not able to learn as much as you would in this class because you don't have all those scenarios at one time. You may be working next to one person, they doing the wig blocking, and you be working to the other person, and they're creating already creating like the 1970s or a period hairstyle. So you can't watch and get it from both of them at the same time, and still you got somebody sitting here in your chair that you got to perform and style. So what we do in our class is we at least give you the opportunity to see and get a feel of what it can feel like without the pressure or even going into a situation like that and feeling judged. So it allows you to at least go into when you get that phone call as a day player, you got your confidence and you already prepared to say, okay, I can remember this. I can relate to when I took the class, when I took the boot camp, that I'm ready. I'm prepared. I can go and do this. I'm not as scared or I'm not as overwhelmed of what is this about? What is it like? So we prepare people to go into that atmosphere and to show up in that atmosphere and represent and then walk away with people knowing their name and, you know, recognizing this and this this person did great. They came in, they did a good job, and we can call them back. And then also what it do too is that it gives us the opportunity to have people that we could trust their work. We can trust mm-hmm. they know, they have knowledge of, and we can share it with our other coworkers and say, okay, well, we've seen this in them when they came through, so you let us know. You know, it's just within that, it gives us some networking. So they'll be able to take on some right. networking, and it gives us some networking to do, too, and a list of people that can say, okay, it's almost like you're certified. <laughs> right, because right, exactly. Georgia is busy. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that's yeah. what our class is doing. Nice. And that was with um, that's your classes with Tracy Moss, correct, who was our guest last week? Yes. Yes, I keep saying we, so yes, it's with Tracy Moss. Yeah, because she was on last week, so it's me and Tracy Moss, and we're doing that class, and it's a good boot camp. I'm so excited about it. The first class will be um, in July, I think about the third week of July. We hadn't solidified the exact date because of the holiday, but you can Mm -hmm. go on either Tracy or I's um, Instagram, and for sure you'll you'll get some information about it within the next week or two. My Instagram okay. is N I K B R C H, and then Tracy's Instagram is Tracy Moss Hair. So between the two okay. of us, you can definitely get some information that will lead to more information as far as the class because the class is going to be very affordable. And don't know our exact location yet, but we will have all that information for it. But it would definitely be the first one to kick off will be July, about the third week of July. And we want to give at least three a year. We're going to give at least three of them a year. And we're trying to even get it to to where some of them can be free for some people, get some sponsors. So we're looking forward to solidifying some sponsorship so people can come in and just get this education and, you know, be impactful to what Georgia TV and film industry is doing. So they can come in and have them some longevity and transition into if they want to be a TV film hairstylist, they can transition into it and they have them a good a good a piece added to their foundation, at least. Right. Nice. Well, make sure you also give us that information, and we'll post it on our um, Beauty Talk Instagrams and as well as announce it here on the show. Okay, definitely will. Definitely. So, Nikki, we're not going to hold you much longer. I know you have that 4.42 a.m. call time. (laughs) But um, I just wanted to ask, what kind of advice would you give to a hairstylist who's just starting out, not not necessarily as a film and television hairstylist, but just someone who's just starting out, going to um, just maybe they just graduated cosmetology school, they kind of don't know what direction they want to go, but they know they just want to do hair. What kind of advice would you give to someone like that? Um, you know, I would tell them to say encourage. And I always say that and tell people to say encourage because, Going through hair school is not easy because if you know you want to do hair, and especially when you don't know what your purpose of doing hair is, what you're even 
expecting out of the hair once you get your license or once you finish school, what your expectation is. So you don't have that end goal of what you're saying focused for. So you don't have that to keep you motivated. And when you're doing it like that, with that behind you, if you don't really know where you're going, then when you in the midst of it and they're telling you you got to be on time, you got to make up these hours, you can't miss a day, you can't do this, you can't do that, because it has the rules to it because you're in a school atmosphere, that it becomes you get discouraged and you almost like, I ain't got to do this. I can just go back home and I can just do here at home and make a couple dollars. So you got to stay encouraged in knowing that it's going to be something greater in the end, especially once you get your license. And I always tell people, if you go to school and do your hours, go take your state board. Go get your license. To get in our union, you have to have a license. No matter how good you are as a hairstylist, if you want a 798 car, you got to have a license. So I tell them, make sure you go and do your state board. So stay encouraged until you get that license in your hand. And when I say stay encouraged, it's just if you can go to your family and friends, get some support, go to your church, you know, put you up some post-it notes, read, read you something to keep you encouraged, anything it takes to keep you encouraged because whenever you're moving forward and going towards something, you will get discouraged in it. And definitely when you're in the early stages of you're being in a classroom setting and learning hair, you're learning how to do hair the right way when you've been doing it so long for so long. You may have done waves with your finger. Now they're telling you you got to use two combs to do these waves, and they got to look a certain way and, and got to be a certain width and everything. So when you're being challenged like that in areas of something that you know you know how to do is styling hair, and you know how to style that hair, but you don't know how to cut that hair, that can be discouraging when it's like, I know how to do hair. I know what I'm doing. But you got a teacher or instructor that's there telling you, no, you don't. You fail. You get an F. So it'll make you be like, I ain't got to do this. I can just quit. But don't don't quit. Don't give up. And just stay in it. Stay in it because you have no idea where it can take you. When I was in cosmetology school, I thought I was going to be an instructor. Mm-hmm. Immediately is what my goal was to, I'm going to school. I'm going to get my instructor's license. I did not know I would be working on TV and film. I did not know I would do platform artist work. I had no idea of all the avenues I've been through that I would be doing that just to come back around to it now, you know, almost 20 years later to say, okay, well, maybe now we'll teach a little bit now. But it definitely wasn't on the level of me becoming a cosmetology instructor because that's what I thought I was going to do. And it has, Mm -hmm. you know, so much further than that. So when you're in that stage of it, go through with it, complete it, finish it. Finish it and complete it and just stay in it because you don't you have no idea what God is lining up for you to move forward to in your future because we don't know. And so if he got you in cosmetology right now, get your license, take it, and sometimes just close your mouth and listen to whatever the instructor telling you, whether it look good or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that is the truth. Yes, yes. Is there, that is there is. a job out there that you haven't done that you would love to do, like, What's your dream job or something that you you desire to do but haven't done it yet? I I I do have still have some dream jobs. I because I feel like often working on TV and film on a production on the set. I feel like I'm in a dream in my dream job. So I do still have some that I want to do. I want to like be a creative director over a product line or something, um, or even with mm-hmm. wig and hair. Or even on a production set where I can go in and just create and design looks and wigs. Um, I've even been thinking about it, doing it for theater work. So I want to go mm-hmm. to where I'm working my creativity and taking it to another level mentally, not so much just physically with my hands and creating it because, honestly, I feel like that can come so much naturally and quicker than if I had to think about and design and be more creative with it. So that's me just pressing myself to go to the next level. And, and it's allowing me to think about, okay, what's next? Let me look up some education. Let me get some people that I can just follow and see how this thing works and how they enjoy it, what works for them. So that's, that's a few of the things that I would like to do, you know, as a dream. That's one of my dream goals. So I, if I can get one out of the few, then I'll be happy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. The last question for tonight, 
What is beauty to you? How do you define, um, what's your definition of beauty? My definition of beauty, I think beauty, because beauty is, is that's such a, a broad one, but I think mm-hmm. beauty is, you know, how can you apply whatever enhancements that you choose to add, add into what, whatever it is, if it's nothing but you're putting on, you know, some light makeup or some makeup or something, the beauty at the end for me is that smile that exudes from somebody when they're that happy with their results or what they see and how they connect to whatever the enhancement is or how they're walking in it and living in it. That's what beauty is to me. If I can see somebody and they just is happy and they got that smile on them and they happy with what they have, I can look at that and be like, okay, that's beauty. That that's beauty. That that's what they created. That's what they set they set on, and they settle with, and they're happy in that beauty that they produce, and they're wearing it and living it. You know, they're owning what it mm-hmm. is, even if it's but red lips. You know, just in addition, or a ponytail, a nice sleek ponytail that they just put on. It's just that smile that they just do and gives out and say, okay, this is my beauty. So. I hope that answer yes. what what beauty is. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, why don't you shout out again your um, where you are on social media, um, and then any information, any other information that you would like to share. Okay, I on um, Instagram I am Nikki B R C H, which is N I K I. B R C H, um, um, IMDB Nikki Bell N I K K I B E L L, and that's the same for um, Facebook. Uh, follow me and get the information that you need. So when we post it, you can get it. If you want to attend the classes, or if you want any more information about furthering your career in the TV and film industry, or anything about hair talk, if you want to know something about hair in conversation, anything. I'm very open to it. I'm here to give. Somebody gave it to me, so I'm here and willing to give it back out. So I'm very accessible. If you send me a message or anything, I will respond. If I don't respond right away, it's just a job. Don't, you know, don't hold it to my heart, but I will get back to you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> as far as I want people to know, it's just like this beauty industry is a whole world. It's a whole world and it's limitless and you know, you got to understand that each of us is individual. We make up the masses. So if it's something you want to do, you can do it. You can do it. You don't have to always follow the masses because we as individuals, we're the ones who create the masses. So do your own individual right. thing. Be creative and, you know, just produce. And you will see it come to you. You'll see it come. Absolutely. Thank you so I much. I think that's all I have. <laughs> We'll have to have you back on down the road when you and Tracy get your uh, classes off the ground. We'll have you guys come back and talk about it and let everybody know, you know, the whole process and what, you know, what it's going to take from them to actually be in the class. Okay. I look forward to that. Now, thank you, ladies, for having me, and congratulations on your podcast and celebrating 10 years. That's to be so celebrated just the longevity of that and how you guys have been in this industry for so long. So I'm honored to be on your podcast. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you're you. Welcome. Thank, thank, you. Thank, you. thank you. Well, have a good night and have a great day and great week. I sure will. And you ladies do the same and y'all stay blessed and talk to you soon. Thank you All so right. much. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Good night. We'll be right back right after this. How would you like to become friends with benefits? I'm sure that got your attention. I'm talking about friendsbeauty.com, now offering a benefits discount program to all of our friends. That's right. Professionals that qualify can save up to 40% and non-professional consumers up to 10% just for setting up a free account online. At Friends Beauty, we offer a huge range of products, including beauty makeup, special FX and theatrical makeup, skin care, wigs and extensions, 
styling tools, and more with thousands of brands at the best prices. We've been in business since 1940 and pride ourselves on ensuring our friends have the best shopping experience ever. Sign up for our friends discount program and shop with us today at friends, that's F-R-E-N-D-S, no I, beauty.com friendsbeauty.com. We also offer studio services for production orders at 818-691-1294. That's 818-691-1294. Join our program and become a friend with benefits today. All right, we are back. Uh, Thanks a lot to our guest uh, tonight, Nikki Bell. Nikki had an early call time, so she couldn't stay on for an entire hour, but pretty close to it, though, and we thank her for her time and for her um, sharing information um, on the industry and her career. It's an awesome um, blessing to have her on tonight, and we're we're just uh, delighted about Nikki and her business partner, Tracy, who was on last week. They're doing classes at boot camp that she talked about briefly, and we're going to have them back on the show sometime down the road once those classes get off the ground. It's going to be um, a huge, huge blessing to the careers of those hairstylists who take that boot camp. These women have been in the business. Uh, Nikki said she was 14 years. Tracy said, I believe, um, something like 20 years or 17 years, something like that, last week. And so combined, you're talking about a lot of experience. So if you're in the Atlanta area, I think right now the class, the boot camp is in the Atlanta area. So if you can get here, it would be great. If you're already here, that's even better. Um, I'm sure once they get the first few classes down or even the first year of classes down, they'll probably consider taking it on the road. So stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, if you can get to Atlanta, it would be it would be what you need to do because <clears throat> these two women have lots of experience and you definitely want to be in that boot camp. So we have a little bit of beauty news to share with you guys tonight. Um, Denise, did you have anything you wanted to start off with? I do, I do. Um, coming up uh, pretty soon, so I just want to definitely uh, get this information out there. But the largest pro-focused beauty event in the U.S. returns to the Big Apple, the Makeup Show New York City, a beauty experience taking place May 5th through 6th. Um, experience eight stages of education filled with legendary artists and industry experts, including um, the Pose panel on the business stage. On the second floor, you have Christopher Malone, Sherry Lawrence, uh, Deja Smith, Nikki, Pat- <clears throat> Nikki Patterson, um, on Sunday, May 6th, from 1045 to 12 p.m. Uh, plus, don't miss Tabitha Coffey, uh, Natasha Denona, Aaron Parsons, Damone Roberts, Matthew Jordan Smith, and Danessa Myricks on their main stage, and so much more. Uh, meet the CEOs and executives behind the brands and stock up on all the essential products from large indie pro and prestige brands offering pro discount prices. Uh, for more information, you can uh, go to themakeupshow.com. Again, it takes place May 5th from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., and that's a Sunday. And then May 6th, which is a Monday, from um, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at the Metropolitan Pavilion, 125 West 18th Street in New York City. Again, Sunday and Monday, not a Saturday and Sunday, but Sunday and Monday, May 5th through May 6th. From 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Monday at the Metropolitan uh, Pavilion. Again, for more information or to RSVP, you can go to themakeupshow.com. If you are an IAC Local 798 member, you will receive complimentary entrance on both days, May 5th and May 6th. And if you would like to attend that show, you can uh, register an RSVP by uh, RSVP to, to Sophia at themakeupshow.com. Again, you can RSVP to Sophia at themakeupshow.com. Or you can call 212-242-1213. Again, that's 212-242-1213 by Monday, April 29th. Uh, you, the members must provide a valid 2019 Local 798 
member card, and photo ID at the door of the show. That's the Makeup Show New York City, May 5th through 6th. Okay, I also have, um, we talked a little bit about it last Sunday, I believe, that's Premier Orlando International Beauty Event and Premier Day Spa taking place June 1st through 3rd uh, this year uh, at the um, Orlando Orange County Convention Center in Orlando, Florida. And for more information on that, you can go to premierorlandoshow.biz. Again, premierorlandoshow.biz. Or you can call 800-335-7469. Again, that's 800-335-7469. You can also follow them um, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and YouTube as well uh, for more information on the show. And I wanted to mention um, a makeup competition. And I'm going to be kind of going through uh, the next couple of weeks uh, in the beauty news, just kind of going through some of the things taking place at Premier Orlando and Premier Day Spa. So I'll be giving you information on different, like uh, the skincare education and class, you know, classes and, and uh, demos and things like that. Uh, some of the hair classes, as well as the nail classes. Um, and we'll be going through uh, some of the makeup classes, some of the brands that will be there, the different education and tools that you can get. So I'll be going through. All of that, a little bit of that each week for the next couple of weeks. Um, I won't take too much time to focus on it, but I'll be giving you a little bit of um, that type of information. But I did want to uh, mention there's a makeup competition. You can enter Premier's makeup competitions uh, on both Sunday, June 2nd, and Monday, June 3rd. Uh, let's see. On Sunday, June 2nd, there's Scarily Gorgeous, that's G-O-R, just, <laughs> Scarily Gorgeous, and then there's Kiss the Bride. Those are the two competitions on Sunday, June 2nd. And then on Monday, June 3rd, there's, um, it's Cirque de Premier. Okay, that's going to be more festival, carnival, circus-style uh, makeup. So it's Cirque de Premier on Monday, June 3rd. And it's limited to the first 25 um, competitors per competition. So each competition will only have uh, 25 competitors. For rules of, of the competition or to register, you can, you can uh, visit premierorlandoshow.biz. Again, you can visit premierorlandoshow.biz to get information on the makeup competitions um, at this show. Nice. And I just wanted to mention um, something that I talked briefly about before, and I'm just mentioning this again because it's it's being talked about a lot lately, um, and that's the um, H.R. 1349, which is the uh, Small Business Tax Fairness and Compliance Act. Well, PBA, the Professional Beauty Organization, um, is encouraging beauty professionals to support this Small Business uh, Tax Fairness and Compliance Act. The Small Business Tax Fairness and Compliance Simplification Act, which is known commonly in the beauty industry as the FICA tax tip fairness legisl legislation, would extend the current 45B FICA tax tip credit to salon and spa owners. This is a credit that was granted to restaurant owners in 1993 while providing equality and increased compliance for America's small businesses in the salon and spa industry. Now, also like the restaurant industry, salon and spa professionals receive a significant amount of their income through tips, which by law must be reported as income. Salon and spa owners do not receive any of the tip income yet are required to pay taxes on it. Beauty industry employers are responsible for paying the 7.65% FICA, which is Social Security and uh, Medicare, taxes on all employee income, including customer paid tips. Now, if you want to take action or want to know more about this whole act and how it would affect you as a um, salon and spa industry professional, please, please, please go to probeauty.org. That's 
probeauty.org, and that's the website for the Professional um, Beauty Association. So make sure you go read up on it, see what they're talking about, see how you can take action um, because this will affect you as a salon and spa um, professional. Also, if you are interested in being a member of the Professional Beauty uh, Association, please go to that same website, probeauty.org, to join. You can join as a basic or e-member, and that is free. You can also join as a preferred individual, and that is $50 a year. And you can join as a business, which is only $175 a year. Normally, I always um, select the option to do two years so that way, you know, I'm not getting that mail saying it's time to renew again. I'm always, because it's it's just $100. So it's just easy to just do a two-year membership and don't have to keep renewing each year. But one-year membership is only $50. So... It's not a bad deal, and in through PBA, there's so many benefits um, to be, you know, to being a member. One of the things, <clears throat> especially as a preferred individual, you get, you know, your industry news and trends, scholarship opportunities. You can be, become an industry advocate. There's li- there's a liability insurance program, a health, dental, and vision program. Oh my God, as a freelance artist. You need that. Um, you can save on industry show tickets. So, for instance, you know, when there's a, um, you know, like um, one of the the big beauty shows that's going on that PBA produces, you can get discount tickets to that. Um, you get education discounts. And I was going to mention that when Nikki was talking about um, education, I was going to mention that you can get a lot of education through PBA. Um, you get free magazine subscriptions. Vendor and vendor discounts, and this is just as an individual. Now, if you come on as a basic e-member, you only get industry news and trends, scholarship opportunities, and you can become an industry advocate. So if you can't do the $50 a year, you could at least become a basic um, e-member. And then, of course, businesses get everything that they offer. And some of the things that's included that I did not mention um, is – They get exclusive industry reports, business blueprints, salon-only private network, um, listing in member directory, and then a free membership for your team. So if you're working in a salon and spa and you're listening to tonight's show, encourage the owners to become um, members of a professional beauty association, and then all the members of the team get free memberships. Trust and believe me when I say Membership to PBA is well, well worth it. Um, you definitely don't want to uh, to miss out on anything that PBA is offering. And, you know, I think one of the reasons why I'm, I'm always talking about membership to PBA is because when I discovered what PBA was, now years ago, I think it was called the – I'm trying to remember what it was called um, – and then when it turned into PBA, it was this organization and another organization, the organization that that merged to create PBA. But it was first called it was National the National Cosmetology Association. So the National NCA. Cosmetology Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So it was it was first NCA, National Cosmetology Association, NCA. And <clears throat> when I became licensed as a nail tech, um, I think that's when I really started learning about. NCA, the National Cosmetology Association, which is now uh, PBA, ProBeauty. Pro um, <laughs> I'm trying to say the name and the website all at the same time. ProBeauty Association, PBA, and the website, just in case you need more information, is ProBeauty.org. But that's when I first became interested in the organization. And I learned about so many, you know, the things that they offered. But at the time, you know, I had a regular job, so I didn't need, you know, insurance from PBA. And I think kind of back then I may have missed out on the whole, 
the whole um, point of, of what NCA slash PBA is really all about. It wasn't until some years later when I really started to, you know, get into exactly what this organization is and, and to actually having a better understanding of what this organization does. And I think, um, you know, a lot of beauty professionals out there that don't work in salons, um, that don't, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're not, I don't know how to put it. Like you have a lot of makeup artists out there who don't have to have a license. And so they probably won't think that PBA would, could help them. But there's so many beauty professionals all over the world, but especially those here in the U.S., there's so many beauty professionals who are walking around without health care or without liability insurance or, you know, without the things that you, you need. Like, for instance, with us, that we were film and TV makeup artists, and we are we are protected by a union that we're members of. And so we can get insurance through our union, um, you know, and, and we're protected on, as far as liability insurance is concerned, we're protected on on whatever production we're working on by the production company. So sometimes, depending on what you do in the beauty industry, some people feel like they don't need an organization like PBA. But in all actuality, we do. You know, we talked about, like Nikki was talking about the education. You know, you can get discounted education through PBA being taught by international beauty professionals on the on the latest techniques, the latest products. Um, you can get continuing education classes for for those of you who are licensed professionals, if you're a licensed uh, cosmetologist or you're a licensed barber or you're a licensed esthetician, licensed nail tech, you can get continuing education credits, you know, based on what your individual state requires just by going to a trade show. Um, it's just so many countless uh, things. And then PBA offers some, you know, we're always talking about Naha, some of the biggest competitions in the world. That's an internationally known um, competition. And, you know, stylists all over the world, makeup artists all over the world, you know, want to be a part of that and compete in that competition. Um, so it's just so many different things. I, I really wish people would kind of wake up and, and realize what this organization is, how they can help you. There are so many things out there that affect your career, and a lot of people don't pay attention. Like when we mentioned last week when we were talking to um, Tracy um, about, you know, at one time they wanted to take away the cosmetology license. Well, my thing is, uh, if you're not paying attention to what PBA, PBA is saying or have going on, there were a lot of hairstyles that we talked to who totally missed that and had no idea what that was. You know, but it was all because we're members of PBA, and so we're paying attention to what's happening and we're paying attention to what they are doing to help stop this because they could have taken licenses away. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people spent a lot of time and hard work and effort trying to get to that point. So I don't want to go on and on. We are basically out of time, but I want Denise really quickly to just shout out where they can find us, where you guys can find us on social media. So you can find us on Facebook, we're Beauty Talk Online Radio. On Instagram, we're Beauty underscore Talk uh, underscore Media. And on Twitter, we're Beauty underscore uh, Talk. And then you can follow me on all of my social media, um, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just simply by my name. I'm at Denise Tunnell, D-E-N-I-S-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. -L. And Facebook is simply Denise Tunnell. And then you can follow Janice on Facebook. It's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. -L. And on Instagram and Twitter, she's at Janice Tunnell. That's J-A-N-I-C-E-T-U-N-N-E-L-L. -L. 
All righty. Thanks a bunch. Well, guys, our time has run out. We will catch you all again next week, same time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Have a wonderful evening and have a beautiful and blessed week. Good night, everybody. Good night.